That's the shit that drives me crazy. And it's all that I've been getting lately. Hola, hola, mi gente. It's your girl V, and that's a plain little bit of trust issues by Drake from his Care Package album. So it just uh, ties in with what I want to talk about today. So first of all. Hola, ¿cómo están? I hope everything's going well. How are y'all doing? I know you can't answer me on here, but you can always message me. I have Instagram and I also have my email that I have shared with you in the past, voiceofv210 at gmail.com. It's not hard to get a hold of me. And that goes for anyone that's interested in being a guest and also any feedback that you may have. Uh, maybe you're an expert in some of the topics that I talk about. And I have no problem having a discussion or learning or unlearning. Happy Monday. I sound better than I did last week. So I'm so happy about that. These allergies were really kicking my butt. But um, at the same time, though, it was kind of my fault because I'm supposed to be taking meds every day and I wasn't so that's on me anyway so uh let me catch up with you uh share a little bit about my week it was a four-day week because Monday was a holiday for me I went hiking at Enchanted Rock I have not posted any pictures I went with one of my friends and it was really nice and I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was. It was not easy, I will tell you that. But I really enjoyed it. It's really nice. If you have not been out there, you should. It is so nice out there. And it's so relaxing. And right now, the weather's perfect for it. The drive was not bad. And then, you know, it's out there in Fredericksburg, Texas. So there are lots of German restaurants out there and some good food you can try as well. And, and just that city is it's just gorgeous the view out there and there's just you know it's just a relaxing and beautiful drive like the view is nice I like views I you know honestly I used to hate driving I hated road trips I just didn't like them and I think it was like maybe about three years ago I started challenging myself to take road trips and I was going to Houston a lot some of you know that um, because I would hang out with some of y'all and I made friends out there as well. So I connected with a lot of people, but it was originally because my friend Audrey, she lives out there. So I would go visit all the time and stuff. And that drive is not so bad for me. I got used to it. Right. So anyway, I like road trips now and I don't always take the time to stop and think about what I like, what I don't like. And I know I've talked about it before. But sometimes your likes change, sometimes just based on different things you go through or just realizing sometimes that there are some things that you've been doing just because you were expected to or just because someone else liked to. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to keep in mind and remember what what do you like? What things do you like to do? What is it that, you know, 
you enjoy, you find relaxing, you know, those type of things. So that's something to think about. We're getting into fall. The weather's a lot cooler here. It's still hot, but um, the leaves are falling off the trees because not because it's fall, but because it's still hot as hell and they just died. The leaves are just dying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it, the weather is, you can tell the difference. It is a lot cooler than it has been. The mornings are so wonderful. And I um, also, what else did I do this weekend? I did some things that I don't normally do. I have been, honestly, I have been staying home a lot. I've been binge watching shows on Netflix. Some are binge worthy and others are like, why am I watching this? But I've told y'all before, I have a problem. If I start watching a show, I have to finish it. And sometimes that really sucks because I'm like, please just get this over with. But I just got to see the end. So maybe I should like fast forward to the last episode in that case, right? But that's just me. So anyway, I've been um, I watched um, Made on Netflix and man, that was a tearjerker. But it was a really it was excuse me, it was a really good it was a good show. But it there's a lot of like my it just really tugged at my heart, like because I know some people that have gone through domestic violence and seen some of the struggles of how <clears throat> seeing some of the struggles of how that one woman in there, um, what she goes through to try to put her life together. It's crazy. And sometimes people just give up because it's so hard. So anyways, I was one. So I was all in my emotions. So I was like, you know what, I need to get out of my feels. And then I've been watching stuff because you know, it's October and there's scary stuff out. But then I'm there laying down at night and I'm like, creeped out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. so I'm like, okay, I need to watch some comedy or something, you know, please do not even get me started on love stories because I do not want to go there. I refuse to go there. And uh, I'll touch back on that. But anyway, I also uh, went, oh, today I went for a jog this morning. I have not done that in a long time. So um, some of you know or don't know, but I have a tear in my meniscus. I've had it for like a year or something, right? And so I have a knee brace that I have to use. And I just kind of like just quit on running period or jogging. Like I stopped playing softball. I won't even try to do soccer anymore because women are just too violent and they're always kicking my ankles and stuff. And so it's like not even worth it for me because I'm getting older and it, it hurts. <laughs> but anyway, I went for a jog. First, I started off with half a mile just to see how I feel. The beginning was rough. My foot started hurting and I was like, oh, my God, and my knee brace and just it's just a pain wearing a knee brace, but it's necessary. Right. But then after I got going, I was like, OK, I feel good. And I stopped at half a mile and I walked and then I was like, you know what? I actually felt pretty good. So I walked and then um, coming back, I jogged a mile straight. And, you know, then I walk to cool down. So I'm proud of myself, y'all. Like, I know I do the, the, you know, bike riding, the cycling and stuff. And I have challenged myself a lot in that. But I need to get back to my workouts. I need to get back to my weight training. And you know what? It felt good to go jogging this morning. Like I told y'all last week, I have been um, being transparent with myself. And just it's like I, I feel like God just put and I know he does this, but I feel like right now I have a mirror in front of me. And I the only thing I can see right now is me. And 
things that I have to deal with, things that I have to face, right? And so I went back and I was thinking like, I don't even know what I want to talk about this week because I just haven't felt out of it, you know? <laughs> when I say, okay, uh, I don't even want to talk about love. I don't want to watch love movies, love stories, not even, y'all, I've always been a fan of romantic comedies. I don't even want to watch those right now <laughs> because I just don't want to. I'm like, love just doesn't live here right now. <laughs> but I have my reasons and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, yes, I would like to have my person, but I am not trying to like you know, force it or anything like that. And um, so that leads me to our topic this week. Boom, 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 boom. I am going to talk about trust issues. Imagine that. So one of you, one of you anonymously asked me a few weeks ago, and I did not ignore it. I know I answered it online, but I figured I would talk about it finally. And I admit it. I have trust issues there. I said it. I feel free now. I am so good. I, I just, I have trust issues. <laughs> we all have trust issues. I mean, come on. We all go through stuff. How can we not have trust issues? I, um, if you say you don't have trust issues, then you must really have put in the work. Um, and maybe you didn't let it affect you as bad or maybe like, I think really is, you got to put in that work, right? And I have put in the work and I was just thinking about trust issues. And, you know, of course I have to look up some stuff because I don't know it all, you know, and everybody's so different. Our minds are so different. We all have our own way of dealing with trauma, dealing with things and even expressing trust issues. And so there are a few different ways that you can tell you have trust issues, right? So I want to talk about that because I know, um, you know, I have people that I hang out with and not only that, I, I know myself, you know, and I was looking at these things and I was like, I mean, I already knew I have, I already know and been knowing I have trust issues. You know, that's not like a shocker to me. However, it is not something I want to have forever either. You know, I mean, I have pretty much, um, but I don't want it to stay like that. I want things to change. So let's talk about the different ways. And some of these you may, um, you may hear them and you may think like, oh man, I totally, you know, can relate to that. That's totally me. So um, one of those things is anticipate betrayal. And so we're talking about trust issues. Do you have trust issues? These are the signs of you having trust issues. Okay. You anticipate betrayal. That means you're expecting it. You're expecting to be betrayed by the people that you are around or someone you meet, someone you talk to, or maybe it's the people you have in your life, you're expecting betrayal um, or you're assuming that they're going to betray you. You know, so I mean, it's all goes together. Like you don't even give them a chance. You don't get close to them because you already know they're going to, they're going to betray you. Right. And so those are, you know, that's you assume betrayal, you anticipate betrayal. And we all know sometimes that when you expect something, when you expect a situation, sometimes you make it happen because your actions, what you're doing are going to create 
that expectation. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let me not get distracted. Let's let's keep going through these different signs of trust issues. You're overly protect protective of your loved ones. And, you know, I should do one of those videos, right? Like, you know, put fingers down if this applies to you. I might have to add like two more because I think I only have eight, but that's a good idea. Guys, y'all are so smart. Okay, overly protective of loved ones. Uh, you distance yourself from others and you avoid commitment. <laughs> I feel attacked. Refuse to forgive even the small things. Oh, very suspicious of people. That kind of goes with anticipate, assume betrayal. You feel lonely or depressed because you isolate yourself. So those are the different signs, right? So let's go back to overly protective of loved ones. I have been there. I I I think that's one of the quickest ways for me to um <laughs> lose my temper is if you mess with one of my loved ones. Like do not mess with my kids, do not mess with my grandkids, do not mess with my family, don't mess with my people. Because I will just not be very happy with that. And I hope and pray that I, you know, I mean, you know what, honestly, a long time ago, I had asked God to help me not ever hit anyone because I used to fight guys, believe it or not. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, yeah, <laughs> that's a no brainer. No, but I used to really like get into phys physical fights. Never was a bully or anything like that. It was always to defend myself. Okay, for the record. But I, you know, had asked God, like, please don't ever let me be in a situation like that where I would lose my temper so badly that I'd like really want to beat the heck out of somebody. And I will tell you that since then, I have been able to walk away from situations. I have dealt with situations in a um, mature, whether it be professional manner or just as an adult, you know, having a conversation or just leaving the conversation because you can do that, you know, but uh, I have found myself to be overly protective and kind of like that also throws you into like uh, kind of controlling, uh, trying to control situations, you know, and that's not a good thing because people don't want to be controlled. And it's not that you're trying to control their lives. You're just trying to control situations because you don't want something to happen you don't want to be abandoned you don't want to be hurt you don't want to be betrayed so you feel like if you have more control over things then it de decreases the chances of you getting betrayed you know if that makes sense but that's just in my brain that's just how I was thinking because I know I have been that way avoid commitment or distance yourself from others I have been guilty of that and just recently, I think in the past year, I have started to let people in. But honestly, um, for a, maybe two to three years, I really just kind of disappeared and just didn't want to be around anybody. I was just distancing myself. And I still kind of do that. I've caught myself um, still doing that. And that's not, you know, it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for your, you know, friendships, your relationships. It really isn't. And I know that and I'm working on it. You know, um, I know that I am surrounded by good people and they are supportive and they are understanding. And I know they'll help me through that process. So big props to you guys. Um, avoiding commitment. So that may be the reason why V does not want to date. That may be the reason why she doesn't give anybody a chance to get in. It's the trust issues, you know, and if I don't make a commitment, then 
um, I don't have to let my guard down. And that decreases the chances of me uh, being vulnerable with someone and possibly getting hurt. I mean, it is what it is, y'all. Do I think that that's okay? Do I think it's healthy? Absolutely not. Uh, Will I work on it? Yes, I will. Because I tell you all the time, healthy relationships are very important. They're very important to me. And that's the whole point of my podcast is to develop a healthier lifestyle, whether it be emotionally, mentally, um, and even physically, you know. So, yes, I'm going to work on it. So I'm going to talk about some of the tips here. And I'm glad that I you know, decided to go ahead and talk about this because it really made me think about myself. Right. Refuse to forgive even small things. So. Um, I have been that way in the past. I really had bad trust issues. You know, they're not as bad now, I promise you. But before I really had them so bad that like, if I even thought that you were going to betray me, if it was a mistake you made, oh my God, it was so hard for you to come back from that mistake. Whether it was a small one or a big one, it was treated the same. A small mistake was treated like a big mistake. And we have to understand and remember that everyone makes mistakes, including ourselves. So we cannot get hung up on that. Like it's a difference when like it's a difference when somebody like is intentionally doing things to hurt you, to betray you, to break trust. That's one thing. But for you to just constantly not, you know, be forgiving at all that you're going to miss you're going to lose some friendships that were actually good and they're good for you, but the person made a mistake. And especially if they try to correct it, you know what I mean? But again, it's an individual decision, how much you put up with. We have boundaries. When you have healthy boundaries, then you learn how to deal with those mistakes that people make. And then you're able to determine whether they are worthy of moving forward or just being cut off, right? Um, And then, you know, just being suspicious of people. I know some people that if you do something nice for them, they're like, why are you doing that for me? What do you want? What is it that you want from me? Huh? Just tell me. Don't you don't need to be nice to me. Just tell me what it is or don't feel sorry for me. You know, and the person's just being nice to them. They just really genuinely care about them. But the person so suspicious is not used to someone being nice to them because they usually probably don't let people be nice to them that they become suspicious and feel like there's an agenda. Sadly, there are some people that have agendas, so it's legit, but it's one of those fine lines, y'all. So you got to have discernment and stuff and, and learn to read people and to be honest with yourself about people and trust your gut instinct as well. I learned that the the hard way. Feeling lonely or depressed because of isolation. I have been there. There have been times where I did isolate myself. And that's one of the things that I have made improvement on because I felt like people don't care about me. They don't even check on me. But honestly, at the end of the day, it was that I was isolating myself. Right. Okay. so trust issues. Those are all the things. Those are symptoms. Those are um, signs of trust issues. Right. And I see symptoms because there's something that causes those things, right? Um, there's an issue, there's a problem, there's a, the, the, at the core, there's something that caused it. And what is it? What causes trust issues? Well, pretty much it's betrayal. Betrayal causes that. And it's like, what are these things, right? What are some of these things? And, and it's not, okay, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. It's not just betrayal, right? It's just not something that happens when you're grown. This is something that can happen as far back as your childhood trauma, right? It could be um, 
childhood trauma could be you experienced abuse. Maybe you were abandoned by your caregivers, whoever that was, you know, maybe you felt abandoned by them. That's a way to have trust issues. And I want to say I have shared before, but I was very young and I got molested. I was a little kid, right? And nothing was done about it. And I felt like I was betrayed. I felt like I was abandoned in that moment when I needed my caregiver to do something. I felt abandoned, right? That's something doesn't have to be necessarily that like it could be maybe um, your parents got divorced. Like um, if you see parental conflict or divorce, those things can cause you to have trust issues because here you are, your parents are together. And if there's a lot of conflict and they're going back and forth and it's just very difficult tense, uh, abusive situation, whether it be emotional abuse, physical abuse, maybe dad takes off or mom takes off and is gone for a long time and you just feel abandoned. You get those trust issues, right? And it's not necessarily that they're abandoning you, but maybe there was just too much conflict in the home and one of them had to leave. Those things will cause trust issues because then you're going to feel like at any time this what I have here, my my family, let's say they go through a divorce. So now you have the dynamics of your home changes. Now one parent is not there 24-7 as opposed to before. So now you have those trust issues. It's like, okay, at any moment, what I find to be my baseline or what is stability in my life, it can be gone in the next day due to situations like divorce and conflict in the home, right? So those are, you know, that's one way. <clears throat> could be adult trauma. You know, you could experience abuse and abandonment as an adult. Um, in and, and when we think about abandonment, we think about like, what, uh, what does that look like? You know, it could be, you know, a, a wife just up and leaves and doesn't give you or or maybe when you needed them the most they weren't there it could also be abuse you know if you're in an abusive relationship or like it doesn't even have to be romantically because there ha I have seen in the workplace where there is someone that just a supervisor supervisor continues to pick on and nitpick and and <clears throat> look for things to make that person's life miserable. I mean, I've been in that place before and that can, you know, really mess with you because especially if you really like your job but your supervisor just really sucks and you're not able to really have like a good work environment, a good rapport with them. And honestly, when you have a supervisor that really just doesn't want to acknowledge you or give you the credit, you're always going to be held back. So, you know, so it causes all these different feelings. And then let's say you lose your job because of the supervisor not giving you a chance to even do your job and so you get fired so then next employment or next workplace you go to you're gonna have trust issues or let's say your co-workers are always talking about you and they're just backstabbers well guess what in your next workplace you're gonna have those trust issues and you're not gonna want to really talk to anyone because of what happened in the last workplace so this can be you know um, in the home it can be in relationships it can be in the workplace it can be in friendships as well if you get betrayed by your friends so this is all it, it 
it can be in your childhood, it can be in adulthood, right? There's also infidelity, you know, and the crazy thing about infidelity is whether people realize it, acknowledge it or or not, usually we think, okay, the victim, the person that got cheated on is really going to have most of the trust issues, right? And they do, they really do because damn it, you betrayed me, right? You, you broke trust. We have a marriage, we have a relationship, we are committed to each other and we're building together and you decided to bring a third party. <laughs> okay. We didn't discuss it. We didn't agree on it. So that is a betrayal that and it hurts. If you've ever been cheated on, it hurts. Um, the cheater as well. It can de- they can develop trust issues. The third party, Sancho or Sancha, side piece, whatever you want to call him. They develop trust issues as well. And I can tell you firsthand because I know some people that... are cheaters and guess what they have trust issues they're questioning their significant other because of the crap that they do right and then I know some people that are Sancha and Sancho and they have trust issues and they never want to ever get married because they're cheating with somebody else's spouse or significant other so guess what they're going to be thinking that their significant other is cheating on them. So infidelity is just one of those things that really breaks trust. It's very hard to come back from it. Um, I have tried and here I am. No. Um, So again, it also affects the victim, the person got cheated on in so many different ways. So then it becomes hard to trust like anyone, especially if you really like, Already you had trust issues before and you worked on them and everything, you know, you're really doing good getting in that vulnerable, you know, vulnerable state of or being able to share and trusting someone again. And then boom, for it to happen, it really messes with you. It really does, you know. So infidelity y'all, is crazy, crazy for everybody. Nobody wins nobody wins. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if he's paying your light bill, your rent, your car, you will still have trust issues, honey. And even if you're the the wife that's like, well, or the husband, at least everything in the home's taken care of, I'm taken care of. Deep down inside, you have those trust issues. And it just does other things to your heart and to your mind, you know, so that's a whole nother episode or maybe I've talked about it before but it really like for me it really messed with my head and it has happened more than once so you know um when people tell me third's a charm (laughs) yeah but that third could probably break me too so we're taking our time right but of course I got to deal with these trust issues before I even think about anybody mistreatment so being mistreated by someone can bring on so many different um, trust issues. So if there's dishonesty, someone continues to lie to you. And it could be about things that may be trivial, but um, they just feel like they can't tell you the truth. And I've had that happen to me before, before where it's like, 
well, I just didn't want to tell you because I thought you were going to be upset. Well, I'm upset because you freaking lied to me. You were dishonest. You withheld information. Withholding information is lying too, y'all. So I was more upset. And then it makes you question the person. It makes you wonder like, okay, if they lied about this, what else are they hiding? What else are they lying about? What else are they being dishonest about? You know, so then you have those trust issues. Then you're thinking like, is he really at work? Is he, is she really, you know, working overtime? Did she did one of her, you know, female friends really did buy her this perfume or was it a dude? You know what I mean? You start developing all these issues, right? So dishonesty is mistreatment. Um, gaslighting. Oh my gosh, gaslighting. And I know people want to throw that word around, but it does happen. It causes you to question yourself. It causes you to doubt yourself. And I didn't realize like, that was happening to me, but it was, and it was horrible because it really messed with my head, y'all. Like I really thought I was going crazy and that is pretty messed up for someone to do that. Like they're really, really messing with your head like that. It's crazy. Um, silent treatment also is a form of mistreatment or abuse. Um, because it robs you of the opportunity to be able to express yourself if that person completely just wants to give you solid treatment and I understand like you just need some time but if you're doing that crap for days and days or weeks like what the hell then what's the point then do y'all even really have a relationship because you can't have a conversation and I feel like silent treatment is done in a is in a way to make you feel bad make you feel guilty they do it on purpose. They want you to hurt. They want you to feel like you are in the doghouse. They want you to feel like you are not worth me talking to you. You are crap. Like silent treatment is horrible. I hate people that do silent treatment. I can't stand that crap. I really cannot. For me, if you're going to do silent treatment, then just don't mess with me no more. Just just let it be. Let it go. Live your life. Don't don't even bother with me. Don't like that's just me yes I mean it really bothers me that bad like I, right now I'm like all like triggered okay <laughs> because my ex used to do that he would do silent treatment he knew how much I hated it it's not like I had not expressed that I could not stand silent treatment I felt ignored I felt invisible I felt like I wasn't important it made me feel very horrible inside and the thing that's sad is I expressed that I expressed my feelings and that person continued to do that. That's abuse. That is a form of abuse. That is mistreatment. And you don't deserve that. So if you are in that situation, please understand that that it's abuse and it's mistreatment and you don't deserve that. And it's up to you what you do with that. But you really should not be accepting that that type of behavior the dishonesty anything that brings you harm to your mental health to your emotions to your physical um health it's it's unacceptable um so what is betrayal what does it mean to betray be betrayed because betrayal is pretty much the cause of of trust issues right <clears throat> and in all these instances we are talking about you feeling betrayed and it's like well how how do you feel betrayed okay um being betrayed means someone made false promises to you and how many times have we had that happen and that's like somebody being dishonest um false promises can be also you know a, a parent said they're going to come back and they never came back or they continue to say i'm going to pick you up this weekend and they never show up you know they make all these false promises um uh, 
I'm going to marry you. Uh, just, you know, hang tight. And then it just never happens. You know, they make all these false promises to keep you, um, to drag you along and you'll feel betrayed when, if it doesn't happen, because it's a false promise. That means that it's never going to happen. They're just saying these things to keep you, to keep some control over you, you know, so false promises leading you astray that, definitely is betrayal and also to (laughs) deliver to an enemy by treachery this is in the dictionary right so allegiance and confidence in that person doesn't exist for you so that's what that means like pretty much like allegiance and confidence like you don't have confidence that this person has your back anymore and that comes from infidelity that comes from physical abuse emotional abuse when someone abuses you you by nature your mind your reaction is going to be one to you know send you into like like flags alarms alarms are going to go off and tell you there's something wrong here this should not be happening right this person doesn't have my best interest at heart at least that should be happening if it's not happening there's a disconnect and you really need counseling to help you get that connection back or you need some reflection or you need to look at yourself or think and wonder why why am I not important to myself enough to see that this is not good for me to see that this is bringing me harm right so the gaslighting the infidelity abandoning you type of things those things all are you know what causes a break in confidence in a person you know, it's just no longer there. And I remember feeling that I remember feeling that like, with, you know, somebody that's supposed to be there for me. And that's the other thing when um, someone fails, fails you in a time of need, or deserts you at the time of your need, you know, when you needed them the most. And I think that was one of the biggest betrayals that I felt. Aside from the infidelity, maybe that was the bigger wound was that I felt like he (laughs) because okay let me let me tell you the story okay so my last marriage it ended because of infidelity and not on my part so my ex decided to have an affair he'd had some prior to that but that's not even the one that broke the camel's back right that's not the straw that broke the camel's back the one they did was that he was cheating with someone that went to church with us Someone that I helped, someone that I took under my wing, someone that I helped get out of a bad situation. Hmm. And I did for this young lady what I would hope that someone would do for my child if she was ever without any type of help. Right. And I feel like I was manipulated by this person. And I started seeing things and I started feeling these bad vibes from her. So I didn't want her in my life anymore. And at that, I I didn't owe her anything. You know, I did my part. I helped her out. Like I majorly helped her out. I was so good to her, so good to her kids. And when I started to just start to say no and set boundaries with her, she felt entitled and I could tell she was upset. And for she just really wanted to be close to me. And I just didn't have that connection with her. I was not feeling it. There was something just not feeling right. And so at that point, it's like, you're not one of my friends. I don't consider you a friend. Well, then come to find out later. um, Then I find out 
Okay, first, let me tell you that year. 2018 was a mother effer for me, right? I lost a few friends, two different things. And I'm not sure if I've shared that before, but I lost, they died. They died. My friends died. And they were people that I really cared about. One, I saw her every single day almost every day for years um and she died to lupus she was only 40 years old and that really hurt um i had another friend of mine she passed away from cancer and then i had another friend he died and these were people that i would see every sunday right and he died from an aneurysm and then my dad was on hospice and my dad passed away and I found out that my husband was cheating on me at the time, right? So that was tough. It hurt me. My spouse at the time, at the time, he deserted me when I needed him the most. He failed me when I needed him the most. Not only did he fail me, he delivered me to the enemy by treachery. <laughs> he broke that confidence. He no longer had my back. And for me, loyalty is huge, y'all. I don't understand. I don't know if you understand how big loyalty is to me. Loyalty is major to me. Major, y'all. I cannot stress that to you enough. Loyalty is huge for me. And if I feel like I can't trust you, if I feel like you ain't got my back, I can't mess with you. I can't. Imagine it being your spouse, your significant other. The one that's supposed to be your right to die. The one you're building with. The one that you've been through. The one that you've been there at the hospital when he almost died. Like, imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that hurts. They fail you. How can you not develop trust issues, right? Um, when somebody, you know, when you can tell everything about them is unintentional. Like, it, they're really not, they really don't have your best at heart. They really don't. That really sucks, especially when it's somebody you care about. I mean, I mean, of course, it, it's going to be somebody you care about. If it was somebody you didn't care about, it wouldn't matter, you know. But trust, betrayal, trust issues come from those that we expected to be there for us. Those that were supposed to protect us. Those that were supposed to be our caregivers, you know, um, when we were kids, you know, those type of things. Okay. So that's a lot. That's a lot to wrap your mind around. That's a lot to deal with. That's a lot. Maybe some of you are thinking in your head and, and, and if you get emotional, I understand this stuff hurts. This stuff is serious, but know that I only share this with you because I'm realizing how deep my trust issues are right now. I feel like I was kind of ignoring it or, or not ignoring it, but I didn't really have to deal with it until lately it's just been like brought to the surface. And when things are brought to the surface for me, it means that I need to deal with them because I don't want to be the same person. You know, I, I'm enjoying my life, but I can enjoy it more, you know, if I didn't have these trust issues. And so what can we do to learn to trust again? Because there are too many risks that come from trusting again. I know the fear of trusting again. Firsthand, I know it. I know it. I know the fear. So I'm going to share a few things. Um, you know, when I was doing my research um, that I that I saw, right? So number one, take your time to build trust. Don't rush it. Don't avoid it either. 
<laughs> so we have, you know, um, you you can be the type of person that tries to rush it. You can be the type of person that tries to avoid it. Or you can be the healthy person that takes your time to build it. You know, there are people that are trustworthy. But that means you have to be trustworthy as well. You know, it's a two-way street. And what I have learned as far as like people, like developing friendships, people at work, I will trust you until you prove otherwise. Can I do that in a relation, a romantic relationship? That is the tough question. That is the question that it's like, well, can I? And that is the question that I'm going to be asking myself. V, can you have that same mentality in a romantic relationship? Can you think of that man that you are falling, you know, that you have feelings for? Can you think of him that way and be like, I will trust you until you prove otherwise? I would hope so. I don't know. I hope so. And if my answer is I am not sure, I don't know, that clearly tells me that I have work to do. That means that there's an area there that needs to be worked on. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. At least I'm recognizing it. You know what I mean? And that's what these questions are about. That's what these discussions are about is that. And and the other, you know, um, way that will help you to develop trust again and overcome the trust issues is talk about your trust issues. That's what I'm doing here. I'm talking to you about my trust issues, like the things I'm sharing. I'm like, whoa, geez, damn, no wonder I have trust issues. Look at all this stuff. And I'm like, I've had a lot of those things happen to me. Childhood, adulthood, some of those things have happened to me. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people that can say the same thing. Well, guess what, guys? We don't have to be trapped by our old wounds. We don't have to be trapped by our old betrayal. Betrayal. We can learn to love again. We can learn to trust again. We can live again and enjoy our lives. We can have joy again. We can just have freedom. Freedom is not a bad thing. Like, I look at myself now and I am free, y'all. Yeah, there are some things. I, I got beat up and there's the residual uh, residual of those things that happened. But I can look in the mirror and love the person in front of me and even be honest with myself about areas that need to be worked on and areas and be proud of myself of the areas that I have accomplished improvements and, and, you know, learn no new ways to cope and things of that sort. Right. So it's important to talk about your trust issues. You don't have to give details, but it will help others understand you better. Um, I have a friend that she will tell me all the time, you know, I have trust issues. So I'm sharing this with you because I kind of feel like this, um, you know, and it's just hard for me to trust people. And I'm like, it's okay. And I, and I, and I give her that space and I give her that patience that because she's, she's expressing to me, she's, she's helping me understand her. And it's not that she's just assuming I'm a betrayer, you know, kind of she's expecting a betrayal, but it's because things that happened in the past. But the thing is that she expressed that to me. And so that helps me be a little bit more patient and stuff, because then I'm able to understand a little bit better. Like, okay, I understand it's not about me. It's 
things that she's dealing with. And I care about her enough and have developed a, a, a friendship with her enough to be at the point where it's like, okay, I'll be patient, you know, and, and help her, you know, build up trust and stuff and do my best not to make a mistake. Will I ever let her down? Probably so, because I'm human too. You know, I hope not to, I don't want to like betray her or anything, but will I let people down? Yes, I will. We all do. We all will. Right. So, but the thing is like, I'm learning that about her is how she's able to express that she has trust issues. And for me, I would rather keep it quiet. I, I don't want people to know I have trust issues. Like I don't, you know, but like when I was doing this research, research and stuff and I'm like, man, she's doing it the right way. She's actually sharing that she has trust issues. And, you know, I, I need to share too. I need to be honest, but it's with the people that I know that I can trust, you know, and that I want them to be able to understand me better. Those are the people that I'm going to explain and express this to, right? And you have to get to the root of that trust issue. That's the other thing. You got to go back. You got to look at some of those things that you've been through. Maybe when I was reading the causes of trust issues, maybe that, you know, reminded you of some things that you've been through. It does not hurt to write those things down and process those things, you know. Um, Just be careful because when you open up, you know, those different doors, there's some pain that comes with that. It can bring back some bad memories that may be difficult for you to deal with. So, you know what I always tell y'all, you know, seek therapy, you know, uh, I'm not a counselor. I'm just sharing my own experiences. And these are my opinions and just things that I have found through my research, right? But I'm no expert. I don't get paid to do research. Okay. <laughs> um, The other thing is, uh, I talked about control issues, right? So distinguish between trust and control. Like, are you really trusting someone? Are you controlling the situation or controlling the person, right? So um, sometimes if you don't have control of a situation, you feel like you're going to get taken advantage of or like you are being taken advantage of. Right. So that's another thing, too. And that one's big for me. Like I wrote that one down because I know that I've been that person where I feel like if I have more control of the environment, then um, I won't be taken advantage of. I won't be hurt as much. You know, I mean, that was just how I thought. Right. Be mindful of your relationships is another thing. Make trust a priority because it is essential in relationships. How can you have a relationship with anyone at all if you don't trust anyone at all? And this is, you know, a warning, warning, please do not just trust anybody. But someone that has proven to be trustworthy, give it a chance if you really do want a relationship with that person, whether it be a friendship, whether, you know, it be someone you can actually trust at work, you know, something like that. Um, even like with the podcast community, like there's some people that I, that I trust that, that, you know, like they share, you know, different things. They help me grow as a, as a podcaster, you know, and there's some other people that, yeah, I'll network with them, but I'll never have those deep conversations that I have with some of my other fellow podcasters, you know, and, and that's okay, you know, because I'm learning to build trust and I'm also learning to listen to myself and I see how people move, how they treat other people, all those things help me determine whether someone is trustworthy or not. 
or worthy to be around, you know, because I want to have positive people around me. I want to have people that treat other people with dignity and respect because that's the type of person I want. And that's how I want to be treated. Right. And so, of course, like I said, you have to be trustworthy. You have to be open about your feelings, your opinions, your thoughts, and even of the limitations you have. Right now, I have limitations, y'all. I I have trust issues. That's one of my limitations. (laughs) And time. I'm busy. I have some limitations. I know I have to work on some things. And I that's my priority right now is working on the things that I know I need to work on. Um, And remember, everybody makes mistakes, including you, including me. We all make mistakes. So take time. Also, one of the other things that really helps me to um, through my trust issues is, um, thinking about those people that I do trust because there are some people that I do trust and expressing appreciation to them. So I'm going to have to message some people and just thank them for being someone that I can trust because that's important to me. It really is, especially having the trust issues. It's really important to, to know that there are some people that, choose to still be in my life even though I have those trust issues and um being a trustworthy person and and I do hear that from from those that I am close to I do hear you know how good of a person I am I'm not trying to say I'm perfect but I feel like the way I carry myself the way I treat others though that's why I have the type of people around me that I do because there are people the, the people that are around me are people that are good to me. And sometimes I feel like, man, like I really have some good people around me and I'm so grateful for those people. And I love it. I love it. And I truly feel like if I was not a, you know, if I was not at their level, then they wouldn't be around me either. So that also is a reflection of me. So that's why I say when you're looking at your inner circle or you're looking at people you're trusting, you really got to see how they act, how they treat others, things of that sort, because whatever you surround yourself with is going to influence you. We all know that our parents have been telling us that since forever, right? Um, so, you know what they say, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are, right? It's really true because you they will rub off on you. So if you want to go to the next level, you want to be... <laughs> You want to have people rubbing off on you, people that are at a higher level, not lower. You know what I mean? You you always want to move up. You always want to improve. So that's just my little input. So take that time, though, to, you know, express gratitude to those that you are able to trust now and consider therapy, y'all. Um, if these things are difficult, trust is really difficult for you and you're tired of feeling depressed, you're tired of feeling lonely, um, and you're tired of just being so suspicious of everyone and you really want better relationships, go seek therapy. A therapist can be trusted, um, hopefully. (laughs) Um, but honestly, like the therapists that I've had, they have been good to me. They have really been honest with me. And kept it to where they don't say what you want to hear. You know, they actually gave gave me very excellent coping skills. They challenged me. They would ask me questions to get deeper 
you know, um, get below the surface and stuff like that. So therapy is very helpful. Um, and the other thing is you have to learn to trust yourself again as well. And this one right here, I'm going to end with that. This is major. Learn to trust yourself again. And that one really, really made me think because I have even expressed and said, oh, um, I tell God here, hold on to my heart because I don't trust myself because the last person I gave it to really messed up my heart. So I don't want to give it to the wrong person, you know? And so that's not a bad thing, you know, but still, I'm not, I wasn't trusting myself. I was telling myself that I've made a mistake before and I'll probably make the mistake again. So I should not trust myself when it comes to relationships. And that is not true. I have to learn to trust myself again because I have put in the work. Am I completely healed? No. Do I still have work to do? Yes. Does that mean that I can't trust myself? No, it does not. Because I am choosing to care for myself. I am choosing self-care. I'm choosing therapy. I'm choosing to learn coping skills. I'm choosing to face those things that have hurt me. I'm choosing to be transparent with myself and be honest with myself with the issues that I do have, for instance, trust issues, then if I'm able to be transparent and honest with myself and also with those that I trust, then that tells me I am able to trust myself. I am a trustworthy person because I'm doing those things for myself. I'm not betraying myself. I'm not rejecting myself. I'm not mistreating myself. I'm actually putting love and care into myself. That means that the more that I do this for myself and the more that I heal, the better decisions I will make in the people that I allow in my life. And I have seen that. I have seen that I don't hang around with the same people just because I knew them for a long time. No, now it's about growth. Now it's about being around the people that are gonna help me grow, being around the people that I can trust. That is important. So learn to trust yourself again, you know, so put in that work into yourself and be honest with yourself, even if it hurts, be honest with yourself. Okay. All right, y'all. So I can't wait for you to share your um, feedback, share your stories with me. I'm going to post questions this week and um, y'all just be honest about your answers. And I'll, I guess I'll post it. I'll, I'll do one of those little links, the anonymous questions, answers, whatnot. Um, Cause I feel like sometimes people feel they don't want to be vulnerable or share, you know, some, some things are just private. Like not everybody wants to share. They have trust issues, right. Or share what they went through. And um, you never know what you have gone through, what you have overcome, what you have faced. Those things can help somebody else you know? And so that's why I share what I share. I don't there, you know, there's the good, there's the bad, there's the mother effing ugly, you know, that I have been through. My life has not been perfect. It will never be perfect. There will always be trials and tribulations. That is a given. But as far as I can, I want to live the best life that I can 
whatever years I have left. I want to enjoy them. I want to live in that freedom, you know, and I want to go back to that freedom. It's like, even though I went through all these things, and even though that last situation that I went through was very hurtful, it broke my heart, it broke my spirit, and it definitely messed with my mind and my emotions. But that now has led me to on this journey of self-care, of healing those old wounds, those wounds that have been there before that relationship even became or came into existence. It sucks that it happened that way, but I am living in a freedom that I would never have gone to if I had not gone through those things, unfortunately. And that sucks, but that's my truth. I'm not saying like that's what you have to go through in order to get to that place of wanting to heal. No, you don't have to. You know, you can just make that decision to love yourself, live in freedom, be transparent with yourself, be honest with yourself and face those things. And also know that those things do not determine your future. They do not define who you are. You do what you decide to do with the things that have happened with your life. Define who you are. They show the world who you are, what you're about, what you're capable to do. They show you that they show the world that you matter that you matter to yourself, you love yourself, you're important to yourself, and you put that self-care in, it tells the rest of the world, you can't just treat me however you want. I've been through too much and I've gone too far and I have come all this way and I will be damned if I let somebody just take advantage of me or mistreat me because I've put in the work. When it causes you sweat, tears, blood, You don't just give it away. So your peace, that's you. Your healing, that's you. When you put the work into it, anything that is worth it, you are worth it. When you put that work into it, it's not, you're not just going to let anybody just come and rob you of the peace or rob you of the healing that you have because you worked hard for it. You're the only one that can. Nobody can do that for you. Nobody can heal your heart. Nobody can heal your mind. Nobody can just snap their fingers and make all that pain and all the trauma disappear. But you can face it and you can heal from it. Those wounds that you continue to put a Band-Aid over when it actually needs surgery, those wounds will actually heal and they will become scars and they will be part of your battle stories of what you overcame. So that's what I'm talking about, y'all. And that's why trust issues, yeah, I got them. But guess what? I'm not going to have them forever. I'm going to overcome it. And that's what I hope you decide to do. So I hope you have an amazing week. I believe in you. I believe that anything that your heart desires, you can do it. I believe that there's favor upon you. I believe that you have everything that you need before you, right in your hands and within yourself to be able to get to that healing that you need. So I hope you have an amazing week. I pray you have an amazing week. I'll be praying for everyone that listens to this message, everyone that has been touched by this message. I pray that if God is revealing things to you or you notice things, you know, just from hearing this, that you will have the strength and ability to be able to overcome whatever it is that you have to face and that you will be live to tell your story because I, for one, want to hear it. So 
you guys take care of yourself. Remember, like I always tell you, what you do not repair, you're going to repeat. Healing is possible. Healing is a process. Healing is your responsibility. And you know what? Take care of yourself. You are worth it. And, you know, make that decision. Work on those trust issues. Do what you got to do. Cuídense, mi gente. Take care of yourself. I love you guys. And I will catch you next week. And just like that, we wrap up another episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram under Voice of V. And the podcast can also be found on your favorite streaming platform. Make sure you click the add button. That way you are notified every week when a new episode drops. Thanks for all the support. This is your girl V and I'm out.